You're listening to The Bridge Metro West, located at 7 Strathmore Road in Natick, Massachusetts. For more information about The Bridge Metro West, our weekly Sunday gatherings, and other events, go to www.bridgemetrowest.com. I hope I can hold it together to walk through this because I am floating this morning. I was sick all week, um, a viral uh, attack, and I just knew because God has shown me what was going to happen today, and now I preach my sermons and prophesy in visions and in my dreams, and God has shown me what was going to happen And so when I was feeling really bad, I said, God, you're not a God that lies. And therefore, I have to come forth on Sunday. And so whatever I need, I'm open for you to infuse me. And so I stand here this morning, no so throat, have the energy of God in my body. And the joy of the Lord that floods my soul. I am so happy to be a child of God and to have experienced over the years, soon will be in four months, 83 years. I have enjoyed every one of them. I have immersed in the Lord for the last 50 years with the word with, in his presence and a fellowship with him and a relationship that has changed me totally. And this year, I felt it in December, November, that it was a year like no other year. And not just for Verna, but he said, your immediate family, your bridge family, your community, and the nation, however I choose to impart through you to the nations. But Verna, you are mine. And I've seen the bridge, I love the terminology now, the bridge built to the bridge, something like that. I've read it in the notices you've sent out, but a bridge that is bridged to the bridge. But I wanna add, and when you get to the bridge, what comes out of you into the various areas of your environment and your area that God has given you to really take He said, Verna, no more than just showing up and being a part, but I want you to take this land. I want you to take the territory. I want you to take sickness. This morning, the songs that was going forth, the miracles. I just saw connected tissues. I saw the dissolving of cancer. 
I saw like the bone, the marrow on the bone, I saw God scraping it and reconnecting new tissue. Because, can't call your name right now, Marco. We had a session here for the leaders and we were divided into groups as to what we wanted to see this year here at the bridge. And Marco said, miracles. We want supernatural healing. We want to see God in a whole new supernatural way. And it was like an infusion in me at that time that miracles will take place here. There will be things that doctors will say can't happen, but it will happen here because of the physician that we serve. I don't want to get off track, but I am just full. I am full. I want to see miraculous healing, supernatural activity. I want you to go out of here and they say, oh, you go to the bridge. I hear about what's happening at the bridge. And you're a living testimony. So Lord, I just want to thank you for all that you are to me, to the body of Christ and to bridge. Thank you, Lord, because you are so powerful. You are so faithful. You are so dependable. God, I praise you and I love you for your faithfulness. Lord, I ask you right now to speak to every heart to touch everybody and infuse into them what you know they need and that they hunger for. Father, I give you the praise and all the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. This year, we had a directive from one of the leading prophets of the time, Chuck Pierce, and you've heard me talk about him ever since I went to his church several years ago in one of his conferences. There is really a thing that you can receive in the presence of God, man or woman, or activity that will impart in you, that will improve and grow and mature you. And just him and the impact that he has had on my life since then, when he gave the word for this year about divine recovery. I said, that's for me. And I hope all of you will receive it this morning. You've heard me talk about it. I asked God in July and August last year, give me a word before I hear any prophet say something. 
I want to hear from you. I want to know that I am hearing you. So not that I want to stand out. I just want to know for myself, what are you doing in 23? What part do you want me to play in it? And he said, war slash peace. And as I was telling my daughter, she said, Mama, remember the best of times and the worst of times by Dickens? And she pulled it up over her phone and she started reading it. And I just got so blessed. I started speaking in tongues and God just started revealing to me. Yes, there's war. There's war for this decade. There's war for this era. The next 10 years, the decade started in 2020, is war. Everybody has warned us to be prepared, to get ready to war. But God also said, there's a peace. That means in the midst of confusion, God said he'll give you perfect peace. And so all that I have encountered, even from January, and I can stand here all day and tell you the experiences. One, not so good, the worst of times. And right on the heel of it, the best of times. And so the best of times and the hill run into the worst of times. God is showing me, Verna, I am still God in the war, in the worst of times, because I'm in the best of times and I'm in peace. And there's nothing that I have confronted and I have decreed for myself. Nothing will come upon me that I'm going to take a step back and start crying. Some of you know my hands, I have tremors in my hands for over a year now. And I look at it when they tremor, I said, thank you, Jesus, for my limbs, my hands, my feet, because I'm able to still function and I will be able to function. There are things that we are going to encounter that we must equip ourselves and be available to experience God in a different way during those times. They come for a reason. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to learn from it? And how are you going to come out better from it? I refuse to go through anything and come out the same way I went in. I will not succumb to the enemy that way. I am greater than he who is in the world. I am more than a conqueror. I can do all things through Christ, not through Verna. Christ that strengthens me. All things. So why should I put in an area those things I can't do? I can do it because the word of God says it. And so this morning, I have a word about 2023. It just bubbles inside of me. 
And I want you to leave here today saying, I am recovering all of it. Say it now. I am recovering all of it. The scripture that I love so much that supports this is 1 Samuel 30, 18 and 19. And David recovered all that the Amalites had carried away. And David rescued his two wives and he rescued, he left nothing liking, neither nor some of his daughters, but all of his daughters. No spoil, he got that. Not anything that they had taken. The Amalites had taken everything. While David and his team was at war, while you are at war, in your own situation, on your job, in your family, in the church, in the community, and you out working, and there's the enemy to steal it, to come in and tear your place apart. And while David was out, the Amalites came in, destroyed and burned their dwellings, took their children, their wives, everything. How do you feel when you come back from church, from a vacation, from whatever, and everything is gone? No house, no family. Nothing. What are you going to do? That's the time to inquire of the Lord. Like I said, and I know the doctor here in the house because I still can't believe it. Two weeks ago, my nephew, daughter, fell out in a restaurant and they call the what EMTs they call and worked on her and worked on her there was no pulse and they said she's gone after three minutes of working and my cousin's wife said She's not dead. She shall live and not die. She said, return the paddles and work on her because life is there. Ten minutes she was dead. That's impossible. The doctor said, the whole hospital now is talking about it. We've never seen anything like it. It's not on record. We'll write anything on our record. Miracle. Supernatural healing. We don't know what took place, but we know she's breathing. That was two weeks ago. She was released from the hospital. And she's at home. Breathing. No brain damage. Because God's child said, she shall live and not die. What are you willing to take back this morning? 
What are you willing to say no to? What are you willing to set devil hands off? I look at my oldest daughter now. She's CEO of the Baltimore Public Schools. She's gone through all kind of stuff. And we get on the phone, we lift the Lord up. We talk about the greatness of God and how faithful he is. And she's entered into her seventh year have one more year her contract. They haven't been able to find anything out on her. And you know how the news media is. If it's there, they'll find it. If it's not, they'll try to create it. But God said there's nothing. And I told her, I said, as long as there's nothing there, they can't find it. I said, you just make sure there's nothing to be found. See, we have a part to play in this recovery. God is not going to drop it through the roof, which he could. But we have a part to play. And so David had to inquire of the Lord. And then he had to have the mind to believe and go after the enemy to take back what was stolen. I made up my mind in 23. I made a list. I have a journal. Taken back in 23. And I listed the things. And I pray them. And I said, what is my part in recovering this? I will not leave it with the enemy. See, some things the enemy stole. Some we gave away. What are those things you gave away? See, I changed my mind. I gave my daughter a blouse. I said, I like the way it looks on you. I think I want that blouse back. <laughs> she said, that's okay, Mom. I know how you are. <laughs> I have given her new stuff. She wears it a couple times. I want it back. And we have that understanding. But do you know what you have lost? Change your mind. And say, I'm not going to cry about it anymore. I'm not going to be in a defeated mode anymore. I am rising up and taking back everything that I lost, that I gave away, or that the devil stole. I want it all back. So let me tell you how to get it all back. Recovery is the return to a normal state of health, mind, and your strength. The action or process of regaining possession that was stolen or lost. Do you want recovery this morning? I just told you what it was. Now I'm going to tell you how to get it. And when Chuck Pierce said divine divine recovery. This isn't just going to be ordinary recovery. This is from God. Divine is related to a coming directly from God. You can't get any better than that. 
Your recovery is coming directly from God. Because he said divine recovery. Not just recover, Nancy, but he said divine. That means God is handing it out, taking it back for you. Divine recover. So remember that recovery is from God. Inquire of God. Choose to stay focused on the real issue. I know for me, I can get detoured in little areas. I laugh about Pastor Paul. I said, there you go down the rabbit trail. <laughs> but guess what? I go down rabbit trails too. <laughs> but I need to stay focused. You need to stay focused into what it is you plan to recovery. You can't be all over the place. Somebody hurt your feeling. Oh, I just don't know. And the devil said, oh, I got her distracted now. And now it's like, talk, sing, anything you want about Pastor Verna. I don't have time to take time to deal with frivolous stuff. My time is being spent in divine recovery. And I will not get detoured or off focus. I know what I'm after. So you just talk all you want. You do. I told my daughter, I said, let the media talk. They can't back it up. The next week after they got through talking and all that stuff, they named her Woman of the Year. <laughs> she consumed the whole Baltimore Times Woo! magazine. Picture on the front page. A record of her history for the last 30 years. I read it and I said, she's my daughter and I didn't know all this. <laughs> I said, look at here. <laughs> so one week, the worst of times, yes. the next week, everybody, people in Seattle, Florida, everywhere, is calling her, texting her, congratulating her. Yeah. Her children in school, I saw your mama in the magazine. <laughs> we took the magazine out and it's on our cocktail table. The kids, they said, oh, mama, we're just having fun. They talking about how great you are. <laughs> See, when God does something, he can wipe out the bad Amen. stuff that was taken. Yes. It will look so minuscule until you say, I waste time over that. Yeah. Yeah. When God was doing this. Yeah. And so the first step in recovery the old must die. Yes. The old has gone and the new is here. Will you exercise and move and work in the new? Forget the old. Forget what the newspaper said. Forget what somebody else said. One thing I learned in the corporate world, I think that's why it's a little easier for me in the church world. Because I wanted to be a corporate executive working in the corporate world since I was little. 
And everybody would say, oh, she's going to speak for the Lord. She's going to carry God's word. And I would say, mm-mm. I want to work in the corporate world. And the Lord told my mother, said, I'm going to take her in the corporate world. Let her be successful. Get her dose of it. And then I'm going to retire her early. At 55, I had full retirement. The first time that Polaroid gave, 55 plus seven years, I got full retirement. I got a lump sum of my Social Security from 55 to 62 all in one check. That was part of the package. My package, only God could put it together. But God has said, I'm bringing her out to work full time for me, but I am giving her her heart desire. And then she can leave and take what I allowed her to experience and receive working for me. But I was able to let the old go. I enjoyed the corporate world. I was on boards at banks, hospitals, universities, you name it. As they would say, I rubbed shoulders with the best of them. The VPs, the CEOs, you name them. I was right there on the board with them. God let me get all that out of my system. And then I could look back and say, ooh, that doesn't. That's why when I came to work for the Lord, I wasn't looking for titles. Missy, I just wanted to love the Lord. I just wanted to serve Him. I wasn't looking for a title or position. People came to me and said, would you serve here? Would you do this? But God had given me and satisfied those areas that I didn't need to be up top, out front. I had already been there, done that. So be willing to let the old go. Don't let what somebody did to you years ago keep you from restoring something that you have been praying for. You're praying. And I know God has shown you because I ask God, God, I'm just praying. Show me what I need to clean up, what I need to let go, what I need to change. Because I don't want anything between us. I am before you. Reminding you of your word where you said, bring me in remembrance of my word. And he, I bring him in remembrance of the word and then he can perform it. But if I got an order against Diane, God's going to say, your hands are dirty. You're praying for something, but you haven't gotten it straight with Diane. That has happened to me. That's why I can talk about it. That's why I know I've experienced it. And it can happen again if I allow myself to go there. But see, I'm so serious about recovering and living in God's presence and being available for him to use that I don't have time to hang on to stuff. You cannot carry the eye of the the camel going through the eye of a nail. I saw that when I went to Jerusalem. I thought the camel had to go through a real eye of a needle. 
but it's a hinge stone hinges and the path is narrow. And sometimes the counts have to get on their knees and crawl through. But they sure can't go through with baggage over here, baggage over here, hands full, bent over, and you can't get through because you got too much baggage. And that thing stuck with me. I said, so that's it. You got to shed everything. You got to let it go. I don't care what was done to you two years ago. Five years ago. So what, Verna, you experienced this. So what, you went through this. See, I held up before the Lord for years. Lord, you know I came out of a segregated South. I had all kind of racial discrimination. I faced it on every side. I grew up in it. Lord, you don't expect me to forget that. Lord, I just got to hold on to it and nurse it. <laughs> it really happened. God, you were there. You know it happened. When I was knocked down, off, went in the drugstore with my father to get a prescription filled. And he had said he was going to give me, buy me an ice cream. So I hopped up on one of those four stools. And this guy said, In, don't sit here. And knocked me off the stool. I hung on to that for years. And I say, if I'm expecting healing from God, how can I hate somebody who knocked me down when I was nine years old? That's a long time to have baggage, isn't it? I let that stuff go. And I don't care what nobody says when it comes to racism. And I told my daughter and granddaughter, I said, if you waste time Thinking and sucking over words that people call you, you'll never go anywhere. You got to leave it behind. You got to let it go and forget it. Put it in. Right now, I said, when something happens, I said, God, I can't even think about that, let alone deal with it. I'm giving it to you. And I walk away light. I don't walk away with weight. I drop it. I leave it. I leave the old. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 and 2 said, There's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. And it continues to say what is a time for and what is not a time for. Why don't we look at the time and season we are in and adjust to that season. If it's winter outside, you're not going to go to the beach in a bikini. <laughs> it's snow. It's ice. It's between below uh, zero. And you're going out there like it's July. And it's November with snow. <laughs> know your season and adjust to that season. Yes. We're in a war season. Get your gear ready. Expect to fight. Who go in a war and say, oh, I'm going to just sit back here in a chase lounge and they're just going to move around me and the shots are going to dodge me because I just want to relax. You don't have time to relax. If you want it, you're going to work for it. So forget and let it die. Your relationship with your family.
I lost my sister be two years ago in August. We were so close. And she was one of those people, even though she was a baby girl, she was like the oldest with maturity and her walk with God. And I don't care what I brought to her, she would say, Verna, you mean to tell me that's what you're worried about? I said, well, Cynthia, that's kind of bad, isn't it? No, it isn't. You serve a big God. All you know about God and you're thinking about that little junk? What make it say? And I miss that. I asked God. I said, God, I need. My sister's not coming back. But God, give me something to replace that. He gave me two people. Two. I lost one. He gave me two. Isn't that just like God? In your family, in your workplace, in the church, all of us are praying for the ministry here. I wasn't at the first leadership meeting, but I filled out the forms, the survey or whatever they call it. And my comment was, until the heart changes, nothing changes. I believe that so strongly. If your heart doesn't change, why am I going to waste time about someone who is a racist? I can't do that. It brings me down. It weighs me down. You just go on and be a racist. Not going to affect me. I've had doors slammed because I couldn't rent houses because I was black. We were the second black family to move into Peabody. We had all kinds of stuff happen to us. Went to court to get a place. Had to sue to get a place. But did you think that stopped us? That's why I tell my kids, if you're not ready to war and confront things, leave those things that you shouldn't be carrying around, you will never get anywhere. And my grandson, he applied early admission to Cornell. He said, I'm not applying anywhere else, Nana, until, because they let you know December 15th, I think it is, so you got time to apply before the other school. So he had all that material in. And uh, I told Papa Shea when he was here, I said, oh, pray for my grandson. I just want what God wants for him. Guess what Papa Shea said? He's got a good kid, right? You're his nana, right? His mother and father served the Lord. He said, God to give him what he wants. He said, that's what I'm believing for. He's going to Cornell. Guess what? Got his papers. He's ready to go to Cornell. And when he was here for my commissioning, there were several women that prayed for him. He said, please, Nana, tell them thank you. And said, tell them that was just the beginning of prayer. Now pray as I go up there. (laughs) So I've always told him, you pray And you have people praying for you, but you don't ever get to the point you don't need prayer. When you reach that point, you really need it then. (laughs) 
So number two is keep moving forward. But one thing I do, I press on forward from the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenly in Christ Jesus. Philippians 3, 13 and 14. Keep moving forward. Keep reaching forward. Keep your eye on the prize. There's a series that I bought for my kids, Eyes on the Prize. And it's the history of the black movement. What we went through, different things, and how people came through that. And I love the title. It said, keeping your eyes on the prize. And I had my kids. I got both of them. I said, anytime you need to be renewed, sit down and watch it. I think it's three CDs or something. Keeping your eyes on the prize. Not man and what they are doing and what's happening around. Do you know this is a time the seasons are changing. There are wars everywhere. There's death. There's destruction. There's sickness. Racial unrest almost like never before. And it bothered me back in the 60s when I joined Dr. King in the first sit-in in Atlanta. When he had a march on the restaurants where we could sit at the counter. I was in the first group, and I marched right, I didn't tell my dad, he would have said, I sent you up there to get a degree, not to be locked up and can't finish on time. <laughs> so when he turned on the six o'clock news, there's Verna going into the paddy wagon. <laughs> <laughs> he was calling and saying, what? But he couldn't talk to me because I was in jail. <laughs> but I had a goal. I had focus. Yes. And it has served me well with the Lord. When we get out of focus, and devil will send things our way to cloud our focus. And you forget what you are moving toward because you've gotten out of focus. And so keep moving forward. Think about Philippians 3, 13 and 14. And keep pressing forward to get what you have set to receive and to recover. Number three. I talked about it a little bit, but looking at the timing and seasons you are in. Listen to God daily, expecting him to answer you, expecting him to direct you. He said, lean not to your understanding, Verna, but ask me, I'll direct you. And so I said, God, I don't understand the season I'm in now for Verna. So take the global seasoning and bring it in focus to me where I'll know what I'm dealing with and what my season, because my season could be different from yours. Yeah. We could be in two different seasons. Yeah. So we're walking together but we're in two different seasons because your own personal season. I like to know what my season is. 
what's the timing in my walk with God is where I will know how to deal in that season. Embrace the shakings that are going on. Unlock all of the new blueprints that are just staring us in the face that God told us when we dig wells, we would get new revelation. Why are you standing at, still at the old wells? Are you willing to dig for what you want? Are you willing to go after it? Get a shovel. If you have to get one of those, uh, what do they call it, back holes? When dad was trying to dig something up on the farm, he would hire one of those to come out there and dig it up. Because a shovel wouldn't do it. So if you have to get a back hole, get it. But dig it up. Because there's revelation that God wants us to have that we are not willing to dig for it. And since I came into that knowledge and I go before God, sometimes I say, hold it up, God. You're giving it to me too fast. I want to write it down. I want to record it. I be recording myself. I said, God, you're speaking. I don't want to let this go. But you cannot ask for it and not get it if you're serious. Revelation I'm getting now, I said, just to think I could have been getting this all along. But I wasn't willing to dig the ancient wells. I just wanted to walk around on surface and it just comes to me. Just come on. All the goodness, all the blessings, all the money, everything. I said, oh no, I got to dig. I got to work for this. Nellie joined me some, what, 12, 15 years ago? You cannot talk to Natalie and convince her that you're supposed to be sad about something. <laughs> she just talked you down. <laughs> I would tell Lenoa that Natalie, I thought she would understand. <laughs> You come to Natalie with something, it's the word she is pumping in you. And you can't ignore it because it's God's word. But God said this. I said, yeah, but Natalie, you don't know this. Yes, but God said this. I dare you to think you're going to out-talk Natalie. That she's going to comfort you in your little junk. Your little bad times. You can't do it. Now it will get you. She'll get me straight in a minute. Now, Pastor Verna. I said, now that I am the pastor. Yeah, but the word says. So number four is humility is required. In 1 Peter 5 and 6, it says, humble yourself. Therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. I'm reminded of that scripture that talks about when you come in, don't go up front and sit yourself up there because I'm a pastor over here so nobody knows me here. I'm just going to go. After all, oh, move, I'm a pastor. Sit in the back and let them bring you to the front. 
humility. As you humble yourself, the Lord is going to lift you up and open new opportunities for you. God is going to bring you into new power and authority. He's going to do it. Man won't have to do it. Watch for the Lord to give you unlimited amount of peace, healing, and abundantly blessed. I don't look for that from nobody else. My family knows me. I'm known in the family. I've sent five people in my family to college. I tell them up front, you don't owe me nothing. God bless me, and I'm supposed to be a blessing. You, I'm not keeping a tab. Now you go out and bless somebody else. That's all the charge I have for you. So when God bless you, it's for a reason, not for you to store up riches. That dust and commode, a mole or whatever would get on it. But keep it working. Are you humble enough to do what God says to do? He's the one going to bless you when you are humble. But you have to humble yourself. You can't just walk in a store and say, well, after all, my name is so-and-so and so-and-so. I want that dress over there. Where's your money? I don't care about your name. The dress costs this. And so God wants us to humble ourselves. It's required in this recovery. And the last one, number five is know your God. Please underline no. Daniel 11.32 said, but the people who knew their God shall be strong and do great exploits. Strong and do great things. But you can't know about God. Oh, I heard Pastor Vernon's testimony. And her sister was healed of cancer. Her mother was healed of gangrene. It was going to be operated on that next morning. And her leg was cleared up at night. When the prayers went forth. My mother said, let five of my prayer warriors come in this room. And I won't have to have an operation tomorrow. And that's what happened. Those things are available to us today. We, and so my family knows that. And I said, you know who God is. God has healed in this family so many times. For me to think God can't heal is a disgrace for wearing the name of a child of God. Because I know God is a healer. I don't know just your testimony. I know him for myself. If you can't believe God is a healer, you know about him and not him. Those who know their God, first of all, you're strong. And second, you will be, do great exploits. You won't be sitting around crying all the time. Like I said, you can't cry around Natalie. My daughters love. They said, Mama, this is a prayer request. Make sure you get to Natalie and Lenore. 
They have prayed my kids from little through doctorate programs, through marriage. They have prayed them through everything because they know their God and they know person. You know, some people are tell yeah, I pray for you. And before you get out the door, you've forgotten. And there, there are others when they say, oh, I'll be praying for you. You know those prayers are going up. But when you know your God, like my mother told me, I'm not going to be here always, Verna. You got to know God for yourself. You got to pray for yourself. I will not be here that you can call. I called her when I was in school, every exam I had. I said, Mama, I want A, I want A. Come on, pray with me before I take that exam tomorrow. And she would say, hold it. Have you prayed? Just like Natalie would say. Now I say, I'm not praying for you and fasting. You sitting over there eating steak. <laughs> you want me to fast? You want me to pray? You sleeping and snoring at night? Eating steak, stuffed shrimp, anything you feel like. What are you willing to lay down the plate for? What are you willing to say, God, I'll do this. I'll go here. So know your God. Don't just know of him because for so long I knew about God. Oh, but when I came into a relationship and I know him and when he was singing this morning, I just saw angels just ministering all over this place. It was like this big one that had that baton and healing was written on it. And he was just moving. He said, this is the hour for supernatural healing. Those things that the doctors can't explain. They were ministering in here this morning. I hope you received it. God led me just to put my hand on certain people. But the healing anointing was here and alive. As they said, just reach out and receive it. And that's what you need to do. In 2023, be willing to do whatever you have to do to restore what has been taken from you. We are not children who are lost without a father. We are not children who have a father that owns nothing, can't do anything. We are not a children that we talk about him, but we couldn't convince nobody that he really is God. Be a child that know God. Know of his works. Know what he's done. You can read the scriptures and I read them. But when I think about my cousin's daughter, I know Justin would say 10 minutes is unheard of, right? You're supposed to be brain dead. You're supposed to be having a funeral prepared for you. But God is supernatural. We are talking about the greatness of God, the faithfulness of God, the goodness of God. Will you receive it this morning? Will you accept it this morning? I want all of it. I don't plan to walk around like a motherless or fatherless child, not when my father owns it all. 
I get uppity when I think about, I got a father who owns it all. I meant you can walk in confidence knowing that that's your father. And so what I want to do this morning, because I know that they are those here who have been believing God for something that was stolen for years. How many in here have been believing God for some for 10 years or more? And yet, my cousin, I gave them a prophecy 32 years ago. And I gave it out of soulish because I wanted so much for them to get a home and live above that little just making it. And God spoke through me and said, you will never be able to buy a home yourself because I'm going to have one person to walk up to you, hand you the deeds to a house and the set of keys and pay the taxes for five years. 31 years before it happened. And it happened. The house that they have is the best in the family. Six bedroom and a six bath. I'm telling you when I walk in that house, I said only God could do this. Y'all couldn't even pay the taxes on this. <laughs> you don't make enough money to pay the taxes. And then send someone else along to give them a car paid for. 31 years. And we give up in two years. We give up in a month. I'm waiting for things that I will not let go until the last breath leave my body. Because guess what? I know what God's word says. So why should I release it to the devil? Say, so you're right, that's too hard. I can't get that. I can't do that. 31 years. And when the person gave them the deeds to the house and the keys... Guess what they said? The Lord told me, you have been faithful with my work. And now, I am faithful to you. Receive this and continue to walk with me. 31 years though. And they told me, they felt like giving up so many times. So, well, she's our cousin. She probably gave us that word to encourage us. God really didn't tell her that. It's too long. I don't care how long it's been, what it is. I want you to make up in your mind today. Ten years plus, I want you to come over here and stand over here. Ten years plus that you've been waiting. Not you just asked him yesterday. Ten years plus. You see what God wants to do here? He wants to turn 10 years into a miraculous, supernatural activity that God will show himself in a way that people will be saying, 
I want to go to the bridge and I want them to pray for me. So Natalie, I want you to stand here and minister to those people. Now I think you need help. I didn't know it was going to be this minute. <laughs> yes, Lenore, come on up here. You can pray for them all together, however God leads you. Mm -hmm. And those that are more than five years, that are under five years, five years and under. I said 10 years and up, yeah. Those that are under 10 years that you have some before God. Oh, there's nobody here. Oh. <laughs> okay, come on and stand over here. Now, Elizabeth, where's Elizabeth and uh, Nancy? I, I will pray for you guys afterwards, so. <laughs> over there. Go over. over here. Yeah, I'll pray for you all later since you were in that line. Because <laughs> I want you to minister to those. Yeah. Now, what I'm going to do is an overall decreeing. And then as the Lord leads Natalie, she will minister. And as the Lord leads uh, Elizabeth and Nancy. Because I want to change things here because God said, I'm a God that can change things. I'm a God that can do things. I'm a God that cannot fail. So I want your minds to be set to receive, not just to stand there and say, it's been so long, it'll never happen. But to stand there and say, oh, I receive it today. I am looking for it and I'm going to do what she has outlined in my word for it. So Father, today I decree that there's a change in here. I decree that minds are being touched and renewed and regrowth is taking place. I decree that not one of you will go without receiving what only God can give. I decree that you will walk into his fullness. I decree that you will walk into his joy. You will walk into his health. It's for you. God said, I decree that I'm able to do it and I am doing it. So gird up yourself today to walk in fullness, to walk in richness of mind, a body, health, relationships. Make up your mind today that you are not leaving this place without expecting it from God. Knowing that he's more than able to do it. So Father, I just bless them now as they administer to that their minds would open up, that their hearts would be open, and that they would receive and realize that you are God and you are here to restore to them what has been taken or lost. Yes. I'm a God that is more than able to do it. And he said, I will do it. I have done it. Come on. 
says the Lord. Thank you for listening to this message from the Bridge Metro West in Natick, Massachusetts. Paul David Gidry is the senior pastor at the Bridge. For more information about the Bridge Metro West family, our gatherings and events, visit www.bridgemetrowest.com or call us at 508-651-0277.